Welcome to my virtual therapy room. I'm Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee, and this is Sex Spoken Here. I am a sex coach, psychologist, and relationship therapist. I've created this show to provide a safe space to explore sex, intimacy, and relationship from all sides. I wanted to create a space where all types of people from all walks of life could talk about sex, sexuality, intimacy, and relationships. My mission is to take sex and conversations about sex out from the shadows and into the light. In this space, my focus is on authenticity, out-of-the-box strategies to deal with issues that arise, and helping people to become adventurers when it comes to their sex and romantic lives. Welcome to my virtual therapy room. I'm Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee, and this is Sex Spoken Here. Remember, this vlog, this podcast deals with adult themes. So if you don't have privacy, you might wish to put on your headphones. Today, I'm on location in New Jersey in my childhood bedroom, and we're talking about what happens when you discover you and your partner have mismatched levels of desire. It's often not easy to spot this at the beginning of a relationship because of the excitement and the energy that new relationships bring. But once you're in a long-term relationship, the mismatch will become apparent, and that's when difficulties start. Joining me to discuss this topic is Pam Coster, founder of Down to There. After a decade and a half at Apple and Facebook, Pam left her career in high tech to found Down to There to share her real-life stories of challenges and successes around sexuality in her marriage. Through her writing, speaking, and coaching, she hopes to inspire individuals and couples to find ways to renew and deepen desire and intimacy in their own relationships. Pam is also passionate about raising awareness within the medical and mental health communities about the positive impact of peer support on female sexual health. Recently, she presented her research on this topic at the 2018 International Society for the Study of Women's Sexual Health Conference and at TEDx Palo Alto. Now, there are some links that will be in the podcast notes for those of you who are getting this as an audio file, but I'll also put the links under the video in the comments section on YouTube. Welcome to the show, Pam. Thanks. It's nice to be here. So, we're talking mismatched sexual desire, and I understand that's something you know well. Yeah, I definitely know it from personal experience, um, and uh, now I actually and I work with couples around it, um, but it definitely started as a personal um, journey for me. Um, my husband and I, like you said, kind of beginning the relationship, didn't really realize um, that that was a challenge for us, and then you know, what it looked like for us, like how, how, how it showed up in our relationship was like every six to 12 months, we'd like sit down and, you know, he'd say, I want to talk about something and sit down and have that like dread in my throat of like, what, what are we going to talk about? And um, more often than not, <laughs> it was, hey, he would say like, I want more sex. And then um, I would say, I don't. And um that's where we were for like 15 years. That was kind of like every six to 12 months, we'd sit down and have that conversation. Um, it was really uh, stressful. <laughs> yeah. And but what's amazing, one of the things that's amazing to me is that um, you were still together. 
right? Because oftentimes people don't make it 15 years when they're having that conversation every six to 12 months. Right. They only make, usually they only make it that way when they just kind of bury it completely. So they just don't talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think that was the extent of the conversation too, right? It's like, we didn't know where to go from there. Um, I mean, we're, we're both engineers by, by training. We actually met um, in engineering school. And so we would like try to like problem solve it. Like we'd sit down and have those conversations and we'd be like, okay, all right, like, what are we going to do? You know? And we try all sorts of things, you know, date nights or vacations or I don't know, getting off birth control, like all these like little things that we're like, okay, this has got to be what it is. Like this will solve the problem. Um, and then like if they would work for a little bit, like maybe a week, maybe two weeks. And then we would just kind of get back into the routine. Um, yeah. So there's like a lot holding us together outside of sex, but sex had become this thing that was like looming in our relationship, this like big thing, kind of unspoken, spoken. That pink elephant. Yes. Standing in the room that nobody Yes. Talks. Always there. Like I felt like what I discovered, like once we started really diving into it was I discovered like kind of the enormity of the, the guilt on my side, you know, like I could almost sense in the room, like if it had been a couple weeks since we had had sex, I would like, like feel like pressure, like, oh my God, like that's all he's thinking about right now. Like I'm a horrible person for not wanting it. So I like felt like a lot of guilt and, and what I wasn't so dialed into at the time, um, because I was dealing with all that guilt was just the rejection that he was feeling. Um, you know, I, it, it was, it was bigger than I had understood at the time. So how did you manage to break this cycle? (laughs) Uh, luckily he, because this was important to him. Um, I didn't know at the time it was important to me. I now know sex is like also (laughs) really important to me, but like at the time, um, I think it was one of those like six to 12 month conversations where we sat down and like, I don't know if the guilt for me had just gotten so big or the rejection had just gotten so big for him. But there was something about that conversation that felt a little like make or break to me. Like maybe this would jeopardize our marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in hindsight, he says that wasn't the case. He don't, he didn't really feel like that conversation was any different, but I did. And, um, you know, I think he had even said something at that time that like really struck a chord of like something that I was feeling. Um, and so I'll say it sounds kind of awful, but he said like, uh, you know, there's something wrong with you, you know? Wow. And and I had thought that too at the time. I know better now. Like I want to make a huge disclaimer. Like I, there's nothing wrong with me. Like this is very normal. And, but, um, but at the time when he said that, I was like, yeah, like I should go to my OB. I should get checked out. Right. So that was kind of like that conversation was the catalyst for me going to my OB and like telling her what was going on for me. Um, and it was funny. She kind of like, she kind of did this like sweet little chuckle and she's like, oh, honey, like, you and every other woman struggle with sex. You know, she was just like, she was like so normalizing about it. And not only that, but she then told me like her own personal story around it. Wow. Um, and it was just very, it wasn't, 
I don't know. It just felt so normalizing. And so like, at first I felt like super relieved, like, Oh good. I'm not alone. I'm like, this is great. And then, and then it was like that she pulled the rug out from under me. She's like, yeah, but your hormones are fine. And like, there's, there's no, um, there's no like treatments for this. So, so sorry, you know, <laughs> but then she, she told me, she's like, well, I went to therapy and, um, and she was like, and now we have sex once a week and it's great. And I was like, Oh, you know, that sounds great. At the time that sounded great. I have a different opinion a little bit now, but um, yeah, so that was kind of the catalyst was we sat down to have one of those conversations and it got, it, it hit me in a different way that felt more serious. Like I really needed to do something. Um, and through that, we actually ended up finding, it's funny. I reached out to all these therapists and they were all booked like ever, I've reached out to like half a dozen therapists and every single one like wasn't even accepting clients. That's how many clients they had, which like reinforced like my OB's message, like, Hey, like there's a lot of people that have this problem. Um, and so then we ended up finding, um, finding someone to work with, which like started like kind of the path to a better, better sex life. I mean, I think one of the things that people don't realize is not only is this a, a common problem, but that the vast majority of the time, there are no physiological issues causing it. Yeah. And most yeah. of the education around it and most of what you see is and here are things like, well, and it's, you know, I, I should say you should always get checked out. Right. You should always get checked I'm out. I'm glad I did. Yeah. Right. But most of the education around it suggests that you know, you're going to get checked out and you're going to find out your estrogen is low or your testosterone is low or something where you can take a pill or wear a patch and everything will be fine. But my experience is the vast majority of the time, that's not the case. Yeah. And that the, ans the reasons are varied. Some people simply have a lower sex drive, period. That's how it is. You know, and, and accepting that can be a real difficult you know, it's, it's not kind of worse than having something wrong with you to say. Well, oh. and, I, and I think, you know, if you have two people in relationship, like, of course, someone's going to be higher and lower. And, you know, in some cases, it's going to be like a greater gap and that becomes harder. Thanks for joining me for the A to Z of sex this week. Please write to me with suggestions for the show and any questions you want answered at drlorybeth at a to z of sex.com. That's D R L O R I B E T H at A T O Z O F S E X.com. Do follow me on Twitter and Instagram where I'm at Dr. Bisbee and Facebook, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Please check out my YouTube channel where you can now find Sex Spoken Here podcast, which is now turned into a vlog. I'm Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee there. For a free 30-minute discussion session with me, go to https colon forward slash forward slash the dash intimacy dash coach dot com forward slash and then head to my contact page to click on my calendar and schedule directly. If you enjoy the show, please leave me a review on iTunes and Stitcher. Join me next week when the letter will be X. And thanks so much for listening. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in. You were just watching Sex Spoken Here with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. If you enjoyed the show, please leave me a review on YouTube. If you've been listening through 
to the audio-only podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, please leave me a review there. And do head over to https colon forward slash forward slash the-intimacy-coach.com to check out more of what's going on on my website and join my mailing list so that you have up-to-date information on all things sexy, intimate, and relationship-related. Thanks for watching.